right, before we get started, two quick little fun facts here. The first of all, I want to show you something right now. I'm going to show you right now on my screen. This is how simple GoToMeeting is. This is one of the big drawing points for me and why I was like, God, I got to tell Rise Nation about this from our amazing sponsor, GoToMeeting by Citrix. So, all right, so if you check this out right now, I've opened GoToMeeting, and then I, let's say I want to meet now. I can just hit meet now but let me show you how easy it is to schedule a meeting and one of the coolest things about this is that you can have meetings with people via video now with HD faces you just have to have go to meeting they don't have to have go to meeting they just install a little tiny applet it's called and they're on there so they don't have to install any complicated software nothing like that alright so here's what I want to do if I want to schedule a meeting first thing I do is I just click you got it schedule meeting alright so here I go uh, I'm gonna call this awesome meeting I'm going to set it for some random time. Here we go. I do all the stuff, yada, yada, yada. And then all I do, ready for this? All I do is hit schedule, and boom, an invitation comes up right here. I just send this out to whoever I want to go. All they have to do is click the link and you know plug in their microphone, and boom, we're off and having a meeting. I can record it. I can do all kinds of things with that. That's go to meeting with HD faces. You can do it on video now. So if you want to check this out for free on me, all you got to do, go to gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code RISE, and you're going to get 45 days free. That's gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code RISE for 45 days free. Cool? Cool. All right. And... This one's cool too. All right, gotta get ready to go to meeting. Here we go. So we got the Underground Online Seminar 8. This is just around the corner, March 1st to 3rd. This is like the sixth and seven figure earners in internet marketing that are going to be there. And it's just going to be an incredible crowd. I am definitely going to be there. I just booked my stuff. I'm going to be there. I'll be doing some live interviews, hanging out. I'll buy you breakfast. Okay, let's hang out at underground.com. You grab a ticket through that link. Let's hang out at underground.com. I will buy you breakfast in Washington, D.C. It's Yannick Silver's event on Underground Online Seminar 8. Let's have some fun. Let's learn some stuff. Let's uh, dominate the world. Let's hang out at underground.com. And now here's today's show. And welcome to the Rise to the Top, the number one, number one, non-boring business show. I'm David Seitman Garland here on the Rise to the Top Dot com and I gotta tell you, oh man, I'm super excited for this one today. Carrie Wilkerson, she's known as the Barefoot Executive. If you if you haven't checked her out, and I, I have a hard time believing you haven't, you've seen her on. She's got Barefoot Executive TV. She uh, she wrote a great book that is out that is linked up below. She's worked with Google, Disney. She's got a lot of consulting clients, but really, she has built her brand in a very interesting way where she didn't start, you know a long, long time ago. And she really went from unknown to known very, very quickly. And in this interview, we dissect it, because I know a lot of us are you know, in those situations where you, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, I want to be known in my niche, and you know, I, I really want to help people, but I have to figure out how to get on the map. So in this interview, we talk about a lot of different things. One is where the idea for barefoot executive, the entire idea of this brand came from, which I think is very, very important. Number two, how it's evolved over time. Number three, what are some of the early things she did to, I, I say the words get noticed, but you know what I really mean is just, you know, attention in a good way. Uh, how did people know that she had stuff that was going on and how did she get started? And also, and I think this is the, the coolest part of the interview, in my opinion, is going over her first product that she launched and how she did it and the results and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think you're going to look at it and be like, man, that was very, very attainable. That's something that I can probably do in my own way or something like that. So without further ado, here is the high energy interview with Kerry Wilkerson on the Rise to the Top. Enjoy. 
So you actually can't see it on camera right now, Carrie, but I am not wearing shoes today in honor of you. Awesome. I yeah. am not wearing shoes in honor of you. There you go. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. Carrie Wilkerson, Barefoot Exec. Barefoot Executive, Barefoot Exec. We can, we can paraphrase here. Uh, first of all, this has been a long time coming, coming on the show. This is, I was going through it. I was like, how was Carrie not on before? I think I screwed up a date in the past or something like that. So first of all, thank you so much for coming and, and hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think that was in all the pre-wedding madness, and it's okay. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did. Right. I think I screwed up. Around my wedding about a year ago, I, I screwed up everything that was going on. So perfect. <laughs> uh, so you know, we actually met in person when we were both doing a project at Google, uh, yeah. which, which was almost, let's see, a year over a year ago now, which seems like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah, about 13 months ago. Yeah, you're right. And let me preface this by saying, you know, when I, I knew you from online, and, th and this is one of the key things, it's, it's weird, and then you meet someone that you feel like you already know because you see the videos and you do these different things, and it's such an interesting experience, and I was thinking to myself, you know, it'd be great to have you on to kind of tell us about how you went from Carrie Wilkerson, you know, mother, loving wife, uh, empire ruler and, and all that stuff to Carrie Wilkerson, all those things and the barefoot exec, you know, tell us a little bit about where this kind of started, you know, where you were at, how, you know, how this influence began and where you came up with the idea. Well, you know, what I love is that you want the backstory because everybody else just sees now and yeah. they say, wow, I want to be that now. You know, I like to relate it to when we get married or when we, move out of the house, we want to be where our parents are right then. We want to have the same kind of house. We want to have the same Makes kind sense. of furniture. We tend to to dismiss all those years and investment into it. So so really smart that you're looking at backstory. Here's the deal. You know, I'm a mom of four, been married almost 20 years to the same man consecutive term I'm serving. Awesome. And <laughs> and um, when my older two came along, I adopted sibling toddlers. Wow. Uh, I was a teacher. Yeah, I was a high school, high school teacher. And they needed lots of therapy and appointments and catch-up work. And, and truth is, the youngest didn't even really know her name yet. Mm -hmm. And um, they need a lot of hands-on. And I was not about to turn that over to somebody else eight, nine hours a day. I just couldn't do it. I don't have a problem with women working out of the home. It just at this point for those kids, I chose to parent them at that point and I made a decision to stay home. I loved my job. Understood. I, needed, I needed the income. So um, I said, holy smokes, I have to do something from home. So I went to the library. David, you're probably a little young to remember those institutions. We used to take a card. and Oh, the thing books. and the, the lady and the Dewey Decimal System. I got it. All right. <laughs> the, the card catalog. Right. So, um, so I went and checked out every book I could on on how to work at home and what to do at home and all those kind of things. And just really the only thing that kept popping up was like a party plan or direct sales or MLM. And you know what? Here's the deal. Those are great business models. I will never dismiss those business models. I leapt into one of those, did great. That was the beginning of my business education. Did great, worked it around my kids. Mm -hmm. and. Then created another business. You're, this will probably make you laugh. I created another business, a publishing company for that direct sales company. Okay. So I went <laughs> from working with customers to working with distributors, and I created a desktop publishing virtual service company in 2001 before that was cool. And um, Ahead and of your time there, ahead of your time. I really was. I really was. And it was because I was so burned out on people. I became kind of antisocial, withdrew. I had an anonymity, which is 
more ironic considering where I am. Yeah, right because you're now. everywhere now. We got TV, we got books, we've got everything <laughs> going. I mean, th that is a word that I've never seen referred to with Carrie right. Wilkerson in the same sentence. Well, and that's why I tell people this is I really was kind of a hermit, kind of a recluse. Nobody knew who I was. And then when I was pregnant with my third child, uh, we had a really high six figure publishing company. You know, I felt like I was just ruling the world. It was amazing. Pregnant for the first time and married 11 years. Wow. Um, it didn't think we could have kids. So, so I was, you know, my husband will tell you I was fat and happy and pregnant and sassy and, and running this. I was a CEO. And I came down the stairs one day and he said to me, baby, you are a barefoot executive. You have everything in the palm of your hand. You have to write a book to tell other people how to do this because they want to know. Now, that was in 2004. All right, good. Thank you for telling us the timeline on that because I feel like, again, going back to kind of the, your original statement there of saying, you know, some people see now we're in 2012 when we're doing this interview and they see you and they see that you, you know, did work with Google and Disney and you have these clients paying you zillions of dollars, I think it's about zillions of dollars, you know, been in every media that you've seen and you don't understand, you know, it also wasn't 15 years ago either. I mean, this was, this was pretty quickly how you got on the map here. So 2004, right. so, so he I says wrote that. that in my journal. He said, he nicknames me that. He just nicknames it, me that. And I put it in my journal for a someday. You have some of those, right? For a someday, I'm going to write a book called The Barefoot Executive. Right. Meanwhile, keep growing that business pregnant with my fourth child in 2007, mm -hmm. January of 2007. I'm about 21 weeks pregnant and I go to a conference in San Diego with a good friend of mine where they're talking about multiple streams of income and don't get too comfortable even if you're making a lot of money, don't get too comfortable. So I started thinking, you know, I really am super reliant on this. Yes, it's high six figures, we're very comfortable what if the economy changes? This is 2007, David. I said, what if the economy shifts? What if it changes? What the crystal then? ball was right on. Yeah. I said, I'm going to hire somebody to take over that company. I'm going to join a mastermind. I'm going to explore an online stream. I'm going to form a community for the work at home professional just to, you know, offer some resources, bring people together in case they've ever felt alone like I have when I was working at home. Mm -hmm. And I called that website, The Barefoot Executive. I launched it with a 10-week-old baby, Perfect. literally in one arm while I'm working on the laptop in the other, had no technical knowledge aside from email, uh, three other children. One has tremendous special needs. Um, you know, I don't have a rosy life. Right. It's a great life. But I don't have this perfect everything is handed to me thing. So 10 week old baby, my fourth one, was still managing pretty hands on that other business, created a community called the Barefoot Executive, didn't have a product, didn't have a service, didn't have a show, didn't have technical knowledge, didn't have a staff, didn't have a team, created a little simple <laughs> ugly squeeze page just to say, hey, here are seven secrets your boss doesn't want you to know about working at home, just to see if it would fly. Incidentally, no social media involvement at that time for me. None. Right. And None. this was 2000. Well, there, was, there weren't a ton of options back then. It was but August yeah. 27th, 2007. Okay. And I launched my list. Within 10 months, we had 24,000 wow. people on my email list. And uh, I started then in social media. Then I, I really was really skeptical about it too, David. I didn't want my anonymity really to go away. Right. No, it's interesting. And there's so much to dive into here because, you know, we kind of know the end, not the end part of the story, the kind of the current part of the story, which we'll go into later. But this is always an interesting point for people, right? Because you had this brand idea, 
you know, that, that, that kind of was in passing. It's funny. Sometimes that stuff, it comes in the shower. It comes from the husband. You never know where it's going to come from. Mine came from my stepmom, actually, came up with the idea for the rise to the top, meaning the name. But you get in there. You're like, okay, I want to test this stuff out. I don't have a product or service yet. I have this other business. Nobody knows who I am necessarily on this online world yet, okay? How did you get in 2007 anyone to pay any attention to you whatsoever meaning like you're brand new like like what did you do did you tell friends did you did you have a uh, smoke signals what did you do <laughs> um you know the truth is i i started with some of my current clients that i oh, had been perfect with for years i let them know and i thought oh this is going to be huge because they love me they're going to tell all their friends and blah 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 i have such an advantage You've heard this statement about a prophet in his own country, you know, so they, a few of them came along, most of them didn't. My family didn't really get what I was doing until about 2010 when I got a book contract. Um, you know, so it was a little slow, but I created a viral movie um, and circulated it. I, the most important thing is I watched people who were doing well. I studied what they were doing, and then I put it into action. Any favorites? Sorry, not to interrupt there, but I, I, any favorites at the time that you remember? It was like, God, that was someone that I learned a lot from. Um, you know, I hesitate to mention some names because some of them aren't that ethical, but some of what they did was solid. Okay, you know what I fair, mean? Enough. So, fair enough. Fair so enough. So I, yeah. I did learn the importance of building my list first and foremost. Um, so meaning an I, email list of permission people that you could talk to. Yes. That's what we're talking about, right? Whenever I wanted. Yeah. yeah. I could just jump into their email, email box and talk to them. So that's what I did first. Just to say, hey, do you resonate with this? Or did anybody ever felt like I felt? I was, I was email. I wasn't even blogging. David, I've been blogging less than a year. So I wasn't even blogging. I've gone so backwards. I call this the reverse model. Fill your stadium first and then yeah. figure out what you're going to say to them. You know, so... Um, so that's basically what I did. So I started the brand August 27th, 2007, fast forward to now, and we're a multi-international brand. Um, we command five-figure keynotes. We turn down more than we take. We got a book contract because of our engagement in social media based on how to start a business at home. So the book I wrote is the book I was looking for in the library 10 years ago that I couldn't find, you oh, know, it's, so. It's very cool. It's very cool. And, and, you know, looking at this now, the original brand, you know, because brands evolve, they change, you know, there, there's friends of ours in the space and we've seen a lot of people go one way, go another way, change different things up. When you first started, and I think this is a scary moment for people of saying, okay, I'm going to be this, but I might change. Like we all know, like, for example, like Allie Brown, she was the easing queen, right? no longer the easing queen. Do you know what I mean? She's right. now Allie Brown. I mean, she, she's, you know, helping female entrepreneurs, there's all kinds of different ones like this. Right. When your was your original vision changed at all? And, and also, <laughs> you know, since, since it began, because I, 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 I never thought about this question until my vision started changing, you know, in my business at certain points. And, and I'm curious, when you started, were you like, this is what I want to do. I want to do speaking. I want to have a book. I want to get this done. This is what we're going to stand for. And we're just going to hammer it home. And then it just stayed on track. Or were there some kind of blips and changes and bob and weave? Or how did that kind of go? Well, let me ask you this. Did you ever change your major in college? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> and I was a women's studies major. That's my degree. So. I know that's your degree. And, but most people, I think it's unrealistic to expect kids at 18 when they enroll in college to know what they right. want to study. Some people do. Like I have a teenager. She's very set on what she's going to do. We'll see if she changes that. But it's, I changed my major this. a 
about four times. Right. I mean, you know? the percentage of people that, that right. really have it down at that age is this big. And then those same people do something different after they graduate. You right. know, so I, I say the same when I'm coaching people, you know, give yourself permission to evolve with your brand. Just like mm -hmm. I'm not the same woman my husband married 20 years ago. Thank goodness. Um, he, he gives me permission to evolve and change and grow for the better. And your brand will do the same. When I started the Barefoot Executive, um, I really didn't think a lot about branding at first. And my audience was going to be work at home women that already had started some kind of a small business at home. That was my market. So you that quantified that though, that, and people have trouble with that, but you were able to quantify and say, okay, th these are my peeps. At first, that's what I okay, thought. Got it. But then I kept getting pulled out. A lot of people tried to pigeonhole me into the mom factor, which I didn't do. I am a mom, but my only audience was not mom. And, and I'll tell you where that came from because of that exclusionary factor. Having been infertile for 11 years, I was very sensitive to the moms that are not moms, not by their choice, okay. if that makes sense. So yep. I didn't want to do the mom thing. So people kept trying to pigeonhole me there. But as I grew, I noticed a bigger and bigger percentage of my audience were men, were professional men that wanted to start something or add a stream of income. I noticed I was working with people that had brick and mortar businesses. My brand pulled me evolution wise. My brand pulled me out of that. So the fact is I made a very conscious decision about two years ago to take the women out of it. You know, I, I went <laughs> the opposite way that Allie did. Right. I said, right. I am working with people who want to work at home, work at home professionals. And the truth is my list now is about 58% men. They tend to be oh, between 42 and 54 years old, have a professional business or professional degree, and either are burned out, want to transition, or want to do something that they love. Wow. Um, I do still work with a lot of women, but the fact is, I, I can't deny the demographics. Yeah, so basically if you're, yeah, it, it becomes a thing of, okay, working from home, whether you're a dog that works from home or a man or a woman, hopefully, you know, the dog might have trouble. But, you know, the, the idea being that you, you kind of learn to quantify this over time. Now, one of, before we get into sort of your first product and how you sort of monetized and tried different things, because I know you, you've had $10,000 masterminds, you've had all these different cool stuff that you do. Um, I want to just spend a moment, though, a little bit more on kind of the, the list or, or uh, uh, kind of the outwardly marketing piece. You know, I know you've been involved in a lot of traditional media. Uh, you show up all over the place online. You've got Barefoot Executive TV. Now you're blogging. There's so many different things that you do. Can you point to some specific strategies that worked for you, um, that, especially when you were getting going? You know, because then kind of once the ball goes down the hill, it can sometimes pick up momentum, but what are some things, because I know people are thinking and they're like, okay, I want to be the, um, you know, the, the non-barefoot executive or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, and I want to build it, but how do I get started with people really paying attention to it? What did Carrie do? Well, you know, I don't know that it was so much trying to get people to pay attention to me because the truth is when I started my branding, it was about you being the Barefoot Executive. It wasn't mm. Carrie Wilkerson, the Barefoot Executive. It was the website, the Barefoot Executive. That's how anonymous I was, for real. So it um, wasn't your face on there or anything like that at the beginning. It was just the just Barefoot my feet. Executive. Just ah, my feet. Yeah, your feet, just absolutely. your feet. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that comes from a long, a lot of years of insecurity. In, incidentally, I'm blogging about that today. I'm blogging a before picture from when I weighed 266 pounds, and that's been kind of a challenge to wow. really put that out there. I know. So I had a lot of image issues. I didn't really want to put a face on it. Um, but then when I changed, when I evolved, evolved to, when I realized that people want to follow, people want a leader, people want a, a face, they want a friend. Um, so to speak, they want somebody real, somebody they can tangibly hook into. Um, that's when I started saying, okay, Carrie Wilkerson, the barefoot executive. When I speak on stage, I typically kick my shoes off. Um, you've sat next to me at meetings. You know, it's very natural for me. I just kick my shoes off. It's yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I live in the middle of the country. I'm very country. I'm very comfortable. I'm just very me. And uh, that became my mantra is, is you need to build your life, your business, your way, whether you're comfortable in boots or heels or, you know, t-shirts like, like you're wearing or a suit, whatever your preference is, I want you to be able to build your lifestyle business around it. So that's great advice. Yeah. yeah, the way I, you know, drew people to me was by offering them something of value, a report to intrigue them. Um, I didn't even do video for another year because video terrified me, ironically. Which is funny because um, you're like the best on video, you know? Yeah, you're you're rock some, out at video. <laughs> thank you. I did some teleconferences. My first one, I had sweaty palms. I was so nervous. I was afraid I was going to mess up the technology. And now I've done about 112, <laughs> uh, you know, audio interviews and those kind of things. So... Um, you know, I think what, how I drew people to me was just being real, admitting that I was nervous, admitting, uh, staying consistent, staying in touch with them. I sent out my newsletter even when there were only 100 people on the list. Mm -hmm. um, I asked them very openly, share this with your friends if you found any value in it. Um, I was very honest about, you know, baby weight and, uh, you know, the kids growing and, and when it was hard, when you're working, when you're dreary and sleepy and jet lag and, you know, all those things. So I think I was just really real and somebody they could relate to, but I was also very consistently doing things. So, you know, I was consistently driving them to a page where they could give me their email. I am not a blogger or a, a person that apologizes for a pop-up on the screen. You know what? I, I'm not going to be. I'm not ever going to apologize for charging for products. I'm not ever going to apologize for charging for my time. I like um, it. You know, we don't walk into Walmart and they start apologizing that we're going to have to pay before we take something out. If you want to take something out, you, you need to pay for it. I've invested probably well into the six figures in my business education and into my experience and into my mishaps and mistakes. And if you want to prevent those, you can pay too. So you, you mentioned masterminds. You know, I, I charge $25,000 for personal mentoring clients right now. I work with very few. I have a big group coaching program that's multiple thousands of dollars. But, but again, I'm not selling snake oil. I'm not selling instant right. solutions. It's experience and it's systems. And it really is very step-by-step -step what I've done, what works, what doesn't work, what might work, you know, all those kind of things. So that's that's kind of the deal. Now, once you get into social media, I don't work at being interesting. I don't work at interesting people in Carrie Wilkerson. I work at being interested in other people. Ah, very cool. That's it. And there's a big distinction there. There's a big distinction, and people can tell if you're full of crap too. You know, and I don't even normally yeah. say that word, but it's true. People have a BS radar like nobody's business, and they can tell if you only want something, but 
the fact that, you know, I do care about people. Uh, Craig Valentine, who's a multi-million dollar fitness marketer online, Turbulence Training, he came to one of my live yeah. events, my live workshops once, and he said, it's just, it baffled him because I am emotional and I'm real and I love my people. He said, it baffles me the way your people are cultish, the way they love you. Oh, yeah. I, I said, you know, Craig, it's not that they love anything about me. It's not that they love me, but that they know I am nuts about them. I'm crazy about them. And that's why video is important, audio is important, blogging consistently, engaging with Discuss or those plugins. It's really important in social media to engage with people and interact with people. That's what's gonna set you apart in economic times. That's what's gonna set you apart, allow you to charge more, allow you to really take relationship marketing seriously. Right, and what's great about it is when you really build those relationships, and, and I want to talk about your first product in a second here, I don't want to forget, do not want to forget, do not, um, is that when you build the relationships, you know, the platform then becomes almost irrelevant, meaning that, you know, if, if something else pops up tomorrow that's really cool, your peeps are going to find you on it, they know you're going to have value there, it doesn't matter, because you, you know them, it, it, it's, when, you know, too many people sometimes focus, I believe, just platform. Do you know what I mean? Like we're gonna dominate this, and we don't really care about the relationships. It's when you have them across, it just seems to work work well. That's my random well, antidote. In that vein, I think that my folks would follow me from platform to platform. Mm -hmm. I think if I moved strictly to a self help mode, oh, that's what I'm saying. Platform, yeah, yeah, my folks would follow. Oh, they would me. find if you. To a weight loss platform or a marriage platform, I think so many of my folks would follow me. Um, and that's partially because I'm so open with my story and, and because you're right, you inspire lo loyalty, inspire loyalty, you build your tribe as Seth Godin says, you know, all, whatever all those things are, but um, it's because they know I'm crazy about them and people want to be cared about. People want that connection. You can think it's pitiful or sad or whatever that people want to be your friend on Facebook or want to connect with you on LinkedIn, but people are seeking connection in a very disconnected world, which is ironic. We've got this, we've yeah. got Skype, we've got every connection known to man and people still realize there's a lack of human connection. So if you can seek that human connection, no matter what your business model, you win. Totally true. And once you put yourself out there, like you said, with your story and these different things, you know, people would follow you to the moon, literally. So because you're helping them. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit on the kind of the product side. And I think it'd be interesting to mention before we go to the first product, because I think that's always fascinating, is where we're at now. Because I think this is always interesting to be like, okay, here's the empire. You just mentioned a few things. I want to see what, if I have it right, because I call this my buckets question. The different buckets that, that Carrie Wilkerson has uh, when it comes to kind of products and kind of monetizing. So you, you have the book deal. I have the book deal. And there's the book, Barefoot Executive. <laughs> We're going to link up all the stuff below, by the way. So you got the book deal. You have these, uh, as you mentioned, what, private clients that, that are better? Yeah, I work with five private clients a year. Uh -huh. and, they're, and they're at, uh, what, 25K? Is that what you said? 25K a piece, yep. 25K a piece. Um, what are what are some of the other buckets here that I uh, speaking? Um, you, you have you I speak, speaking. Yeah, I keynote speak. Um, I keynote speak and I I do training. Okay. So there's that. I um uh I have Barefoot Executive University BU is what I call that. <laughs> BU. And yeah. We love that. Be yeah. extraordinary. Be exceptional. BU. So we have uh, Barefoot Executive University, and that's a group mentoring program for okay. online basics and business building, cool. etc. I have that. I have a couple of smaller products, you know, underneath that. But a lot of this year will really be focused more on Barefoot TV. I've been asked to host a radio show. Oh. 
Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to do a lot more writing this year for columns and even newspapers. You remember those? They're actual, you know, you can no. touch them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. We're learning. We're learning today. We're learning. Yeah. You know, retro. Um, so I, I'm going to focus in those areas just to drive more people to the funnel of that. Got it. So we got everything. We got, we got writing. We've got speaking. We've got coaching. We've got all these different things. And again, this is sort of like what you said at the beginning. It's like, thank you for asking about early on because now I see how this makes sense, right? You've done all these different things to, to lead up and actually in a very short amount of time. I mean, in the, in the history of mankind here, I mean, yeah. this is a very short amount of time where you went from your husband telling you this to then 2007, and then now we're, we're here in 2012. That's not that long of a time. Right. Let's talk about the first product and what you kind of okay. learned from that and what it was and what was going on there. Did you, did you have a decent list built up? Where did the product idea come from? What the heck was it? Was it coaching? Tell us all about that because that's always an adventure. The first Kerry Wilkerson barefoot product. <laughs> Um, well, first, I want to say to anybody that's out there saying, well, of course this works for her. She's in the make money niche. Stop it. Just stop it. My clients are in the pet market, the food market, the ministry markets, all those that are really not even big money markets. I have clients making a lot of money in a lot of areas. And so, um, you know, I don't want anybody to dismiss this as it's not relevant. We tend to do that, you know, right? So. Uh, the first product was actually a teleclass. It was actually an on-the-phone interview like, like, with like a, pick up my phone here and yeah, like this. Okay. Like Got, oh, that's an old school. That was a great old school phone that just appeared. Old school. Yeah. Well, I have to have one plugged into the power because I'm in the middle of nowhere and my cell signal is not good. So I still have a landline. Got it. You know, I am. I am. You know, quite older than you. So. Um, the uh, first product was a call that I sold access to. Now, this was a call with an accountant, a CPA. Let's okay. see if you think this could get any more boring. Okay. With an accountant, a CPA, who was saying the average home business owner overpays their taxes by eight grand a year. Overpays their taxes by eight grand a year. And so we held a call on all the things they were missing, et cetera. And remember, my target at that point was women business owners yeah, yeah, yeah. that were working, right. et cetera. So we sold access like $27 yeah, per I was gonna call. Yeah, I was going to ask the price point. So $27, uh -huh. you get access to this call. Four years ago, uh, September. So 27 bucks per call. They would get the transcript and the replay. Um, and then she offered like a do it for you thing on the back end where she would give them this kit and walk them oh, through. Okay. And, and, th and did that back. also incentivize her to, to do it as well? Because, right. you know, my guess would be, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you didn't say, hey, we'll split the profits or something like that. You probably were like, you know, hey, we'll help promote this. And right and you will have a back-end thing that you have, well, yeah? Well, now with her, she's the only person in my history that I said, we're gonna split the front okay, end. Okay, because it was the first, it was the first time. But that's because she's a CPA and a professional, and I really felt seriously about paying for her professional time Fair at enough. that point. I okay. also couldn't guarantee her how many people would be there. Well, we sold 100 spots on that call. I had a oh, small list, wow. my list was maybe 1,000. I so sold 10%. 10%, so almost 10% of people for were like, a CPA call. Right. I never would have listened to that call. I never would have listened to that call. I was remodeling my house at the time. I had to hide upstairs in the loft and do this call sitting on no furniture <laughs> while the workmen were working downstairs. I'm rocking the baby with one hand. Um, made $27 just for showing up, doing the interview. She sold about 10 packages on the back end. I made another two grand on the back end. Oh, I mean, almost, you, you shared in that kind of revenue as well? 
Yeah, my oh, profits perfect. from that. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, so that first call, I made several thousand dollars, which I used as capital to continue building the infrastructure of my business. You know, um, I really like to bootstrap things. I really like things to be profitable very quickly. That's why I'm not a fan of franchises. I'm not a fan of things where you have to invest a ton of things on spec. It's scary to me. I've been in six figures of debt. It's scary to me to invest on speculation, hopes and dreams like that. Um, yes. So that was my first product. Now, I, then I have to say I recorded it. I had it transcribed. Sure. I sold that for the next 12 months as a passive product in my cart. Okay. I made $15,000. Really? From the one on call? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, brand new. You know, a couple things here. This is, this is, first of all, this is super interesting on a lot of different ways because I feel like this is going to fire people up in a, in, in a lot of different ways. But number one, when you did this, was it? And I know one of the big things about you, Carrie, and I know you, you know this too. You're an action taker, right? No one that does what you do is not. You know, was it a case of were you just like this sounds like a good idea for the first one? Do you know what I mean? Like some people like to pull the try to pull a thousand people or or do anything like that. And you're like, you know what? This sounds interesting. This is gonna be the first one. I'm gonna do it. Let's get our butts on the phone and figure this out. Um, I promised my husband, you remember I have the high six figure business over here. Yes. Promised my husband that business was not going to subsidize this business. I promised my then four year old who's now uh, seven and a half, I promised her a trip to the Turks and Caicos to the beaches resort where Elmo lives, paid for by mommy's new business. If you guys can cut me some slack for the next six months, the cash from this business is going to send us on this amazing vacation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I had some accountability, I had some heavy accountability. And I also really believe in ROI. I totally believe in operating in the black, uh, operating in the super black is what I like to call it, black plus, right. uh, ridiculous cash. And um, if I'm not going to make money on something in 30 to 60 days, I'm not doing it. Okay, I'm not okay, doing it. Enough. My time is valuable. I have four babies. I didn't need the money. I had another business and I said, I'm going to do this or not do this. I've made a vow in my life to resist mediocrity. I'm just not going to be there. I'm not going to be average. I refuse. So I said, um, and incidentally, this call, I started my list August 27th. This call was September 20th. Not wow, even so we're talking like, that's like three and a half or four weeks there. Yeah. Yes, so um, I did that call very quickly, was in the cash very quickly, and it was the first time I ever picked up the phone and used a teleconference system. No practice, just right in. And, you know, and it's funny because I hear so many different people. You know, I've heard people say, you know, I waited to get 50,000 people. I waited to get this. And, you know, there's a pro – and I understand you had the business on the side, but why not get some confidence going even if you had right. – 15 people pay or something, you know what I mean? Get some confidence because I have a feeling, Karen, again, correct me if I'm wrong, that you were jazzed about this 100 people that were like paying 27 bucks and you're like, you know, I mean, you know. I'm like, yes. Right. Because, because I would never pay to be on a call. It's mm -hmm. not my learning style. It's not my favorite thing to call in and listen. Oh, that's um, interesting. I, I would never pay to listen to a CPA. I would either make my husband do it or just go to H&R Block. I'm just not going to do it. So I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. It almost felt illegal. It's like I was paying for money. You know, the accountant was super happy. She became a referral source for years and years. Um, 
but I wanted to see if it worked. I wanted to see if the method worked. And again, this is before social media promotion. You can imagine what that call would have been like if I offered it now. I mean, it was before social media promotion. I didn't do any paid ads. It was all just through people saying we're interested in this topic. So yeah, it gave me confidence on the phone. I believe you can earn while you learn. Stop waiting till you get it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I sure didn't wait until after college to get a job. I worked my way through. I mean, I feel like you need to do that in business too. But, um, you know, another key point is that I turned that into a product and sold it over and over and over. So even if only 15 people had showed up, I still had a product. Right. You, because, you had, yeah, you had it done. And, and then you, you create this. And this is super inspiring that you, you get this done. And then what do you do there? Do you let, you know, you, you get excited. You're like, okay, what did you learn from it? And where did you go from there? I'm curious in that story because you're like, okay, well, and, you know, and I also found that fascinating, by the way, just on an antidote, that I think sometimes if we think it's not perfect for us, that maybe we shouldn't sell it. Right. You know what that's I mean? And that was a huge point because we you, are you, not you are... our own customer. Yeah, we are not our own customer. It would probably shock you to learn I'm not a video watcher. Oh, yeah. If somebody sends me a video, you know, it better have a transcript or some bullet points. I have a TV show online like you. I have, I, I share lots of videos and I'm not really a watcher. It's a hard medium for me, probably because I'm a little all over the place, but I'm a reader. But if I only provided text for my audience, I would miss two thirds of the people there. So Perfect. you have to cater to what your people want. That is a huge point. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Here was a huge lesson for me. One, I don't have to be perfect before I can make money. Yay! Um, <laughs> two, two, I don't have to understand why teleconferencing works or how it works. I just have to be able to push the button. Perfect. Um, three. Um, I learned that I could charge for something to test the demand before I actually produced it. If nobody responded, I didn't have to hold it. No big deal. You didn't waste 100 million hours or money or anything like that. Right. So I learned that. The other thing I learned is, and this is huge. Okay, are you ready? This, No matter what market you're in, you don't have to be the expert. I didn't know a thing about taxes. Mm. I didn't know a thing about deductions. I knew a few vague things we all know that are floating around. I didn't have to be the expert. I had to be the conduit to the experts. Mm -hmm. I called this very early on the Oprah model. Mm-hmm. What is Oprah an expert in, David? Uh, talking to experts. Two things. <laughs> Finding experts and yeah. asking them the right questions. Right. So right. if you can learn to act on behalf of your audience like David does, act on behalf of your audience and ask the right questions, your people will trust you. You become the expert. You become the guru. You become who they trust. And I ask hard questions and I ask controversial questions and and I really stand in the gap for them and say, yeah, but people are skeptical or yeah, but does this really work? Or, you know, I'm concerned about this. And so I really put it out there and I learned that I don't have to know about taxes or law or all those things while I'm learning and asking people. I can make money by bringing these experts to my audience too. So that was transformational. And that's how I ran that business for about the first year was interviewing other people, creating products on topic of in, topics of interest to my audience, whether I was interested in that topic or not, and whether I was an expert in that topic or not. Right. And now, of course, you, you have your own expertise and you do your things and you do things like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it, uh, oh, oh, another word for it is sort of like being the DJ. You know, right. you, you, don't, you don't create the song, but you, you curate, um, you know, you, you bring in the, the music that you think is going to go to people and you add your two cents and you do that. You know, that, that is such a key thing because I think people 
you know, are worried about that. I was, I know that. Like I, you know, and then people start calling me expert by association, quote unquote, because you, you yep. start surrounding yourself with cool people that want to help. You become the cool person that wants to help. You right. Know? Exactly. So exactly. you go from there, and, and I, just, I would steal a little bit more time here, and we're gonna make sure that we wrap up with the book. And we got so many things to link up. It's not gonna be funny. But <laughs> I, I want to know just kind of the final question on products. Is you, you go to that first one, where did your model just kind of the next step from there? Like you do one, did you then start doing more teleclasses? Where, where did you evolve? And also, I guess the second part of that question is, when did that change to the next kind of spectrum of what you were selling? Yeah, that, um, I did a teleclass a month for two years. One a month. Oh, wow. Okay. I was on a schedule and I was very committed to it. Remember, I had a trip to pay for. Um, so I did one a month for two years. I also um, did a tele-summit. And now you see these everywhere. I had oh, yeah, yeah. Hertz. I did the interviews, you know, that kind of thing. And that was a mega product that I created. But let's see. So September was that first class. My telesummit was in February to build my list even more. March, I launched a boot camp for um, the direct sellers market. Remember, that's the market I came mm -hmm. from. So I did a boot camp, like a six-week using teleclass only, no video, no webinar, none of that, very low-tech, uh, six sessions. I wrote out the curriculum. And again, in this, I was the expert. And on the things I wasn't as confident in, I brought in somebody to help me. Um, and then I pre-sold that to my list, again, to see what the interest was. This is what uh, Lisa Sasevich calls building the plane as you fly it. I like to use the you know, test to see if there's a demand. If there's not a big demand, give the money back to the four people that responded. You know? yeah. So I, I did it live. I created it live. I charged them up front. And then at the end, they got the transcripts, the audios, and I even put it in a notebook, you know, the whole nine yards. I created um, $16,000 with that in March. So awesome. I did business six months and that was my first uh, home study product, I guess you'd say, but I created it live. Mm -hmm. I created it live and it was me, not experts. Um, so that was my first independent product six months after I started my list. Ah, very cool. So if you were doing this in 2012 or if someone came to you right now, you know, and they said, okay, Carrie, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get on the map. I'm going to, I'm going to get my uh, first thousand people or 500 people that, that are really interested in what I have to say. And then I, I'm thinking about doing something similar. I want to bring on someone and I want to do something like this. In 2012, would you do it any differently? Meaning, um, would you do video or, or add in a couple other components just because the tech obviously has changed, believe it or not, because what, four years is about, eh, 8,020 years in internet time. So uh, <laughs> stuff's changed. What would you do now or what would you say to someone that, that had that question? Well, you know, I've added in social media promotion since then. So, yeah, I would absolutely recommend social media promotion, maybe Facebook ads, uh, getting people engaged with pre-event questions or mm. blog contests or, you know, some of those things. But the fact is the core remains. I would still do a teleclass or a webinar. I think uh, people always say, which converts better? And I say, it depends. It depends on your audience. If there's something you need to show them, do a webinar or do a teleclass with downloadable handouts. Mm -hmm. If there's something, if it's a low tech market, a low tech audience, 
stick with the phone because everybody has a phone. Not everybody has high speed. Not everybody knows how to get in and out of the webinar rooms yet, etc. So, you know, I still think you can be low tech. I still think you can sell in advance based on the promise, based on reputation. And important to know too, David, is I didn't set out on this journey to be famous. I didn't set out on this journey to write a book. Um, they came to me with the book. I didn't have a book proposal and suggest to anybody that they let me write a book. It wasn't my idea. Um, I set out to connect people in the work at home world that maybe had had some angst or felt alone or needed resources. I really set out to serve people. And that's when you become a magnet, I think, is when you really, they know your heart and they, if, if they think you're trying to be famous or build a name for yourself or, you know, those kind of things. If I were to say, I, my goal is to have the influence of Oprah, you know, guess what? It's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. You can't buy that. You can't make that happen. I do have an influence in my market, but not because I ever intended to have an influence in my market. Only the people can decide that. So it's all about filling your stadium with like-minded, quality people that that resonate with you, that believe you, that uh, believe you have something to offer the marketplace, and then productizing it, um, working multiple streams of income after your primary stream is you know established. Don't like I, I wanted to say this earlier when you said I write, I speak, I do all these things. I didn't start with all those things. Right, and that's why I highlighted going all the way back. Yeah. 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 I did my sales business. I left the sales business to do the service business. I left the service business to do an information based business within the information based business. I now have all five streams of income that I teach in my book, but I developed one at a time to ridiculous cash so that I could focus on something else. All right. Awesome. Carrie, this has been unbelievable in terms of just interest. I'm, I'm like, I, my mind's going crazy. I'm sure other people are as well. I want to wrap on a, on a couple things here, Carrie, because you've been super generous with your time today. One, I want to make sure people know what you have coming out, where people can connect with you, all that kind of stuff. Um, and also give us a little, give us a little plug on the book too, because we're going to link that up below. I want, I want everyone to go grab that. So, so tell us a little bit about that and also um, where else they can go. Okay. Um, you can always engage with me at social media. I'm at twitterbarefoot.com, youtubebarefoot.com, and facebookbarefoot.com. I would love to connect with you there. Um, also, blogbarefoot.com is my free blog. Lots of information, lots of resources there. Barefootexecutive.tv is one of the most fun things I do. I just love connecting with my audience that way. But the book. Super excited about the book. Again, this is the book I wanted to have. Um, now, let me clarify. This is a little bit about what's in my blog today, too. I didn't set out to be Donald Trump of the business world or even Carol Roth. She's a mutual friend of ours. Oh, yeah. you know, her book comes from a totally different angle. I don't talk about franchising. I don't talk about brick and mortar. I talk about if you're looking for a part-time or a lifestyle business or something to make some extra cash that might grow into something bigger. Here are five streams of income. And then it goes through a self-discovery process. What are you good at? What do you do? What have you been paid for? What can I do? What's possible? This is not and wasn't intended to be uh, the entrepreneur equation, so to speak. Right, That's right. actually a great companion to this book. Um, also, it's not a Gary Vee's crush it. It's not a, hey, find your passion. It's not a, find your passion, the money will follow. I debunk that in some ways. Again, a good companion to that, though, because this is kind of the how-to behind his why-to. 260 Perfect. pages, case studies of real people, real clients, 
Uh, there's even interactive video coaching in there that you can link up to online. Um, it's really, there's there's no fluff. There's a little bit of my story, but again, this is not about me. You notice, I'm not on the cover. This is not about me. I'm not your, even feet are, your feet aren't even on the cover. My your feet, feet aren't even, even there. on the cover. You know, it's about you. It's about the person that reads the book. It's been endorsed by Dave Ramsey, Chris Brogan, you know, lots of the who's who. Um, and it is it is a really solid book. It's, uh, I think, even if you're established in business, there's something you can take away because I talk a lot about growing your influence, growing your network in your market too. Awesome. So you awesome. Can go to free chapter at freebookchapter.com. Free All right, freebookchapter.com. I'm going to make sure I write these things down because then I get them in the show notes. So freebookchapter.com. And yeah, yeah, I feel like this is going to be something that really does resonate big time with Rise Nation. So I want everyone to check that out. And Carrie, uh, this has been stupendous. I'm trying to think of a word. I couldn't even come up with one, so I'm going to go stupendous. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today. This absolutely rocked. Thank you, David. I appreciate you having me. Bye-bye, uh, everybody. All right, we'll do it again. This was Carrie Wilkerson, the barefoot exec on the rise to the top. All that stuff is linked up below. I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland, and remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. All right, and as we wrap up, couple quick reminders one more time if you want to check out go to meeting now with HD faces and you know I showed you earlier how easy it is to just set up a meeting and you're off to the races go to go to meeting.com click the try it free button enter the promo code rise here you get a 45 day free trial on me and also I will see you there I hope at the Underground Online Seminar 8 coming up here early March, Washington, D.C. Let's hang out at underground.com as a website. You can find out about all the speakers. You're going to see a lot of former guests of the show, Lewis Howes, Yannick Silver, uh, let's see, Marie Forleo, Brian Moran. The list goes on. I will be there for show, for show in Washington, D.C., March 1st through 3rd. It's going to be freaking unbelievable. Let's hang out at underground.com.